Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time. From the Superbook Sports Studios, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at TrueMav Fitness. TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch gets your workout goals started. New Year's right around the corner. Don't wait for a New Year's resolution. Be proactive. Be like Amy Adams Strunk. Be proactive in your decision-making. Go to TrueMavFitness.com to get your journey started today. Superbook Sports, where you go to wager on all the action, football, basketball, NHL, whatever you desire, Superbook Sports has the thing for you, has the best odds boost and promotions. Superbook is where you go. Two Rivers Ford, the best car buying experience around. Two Rivers Ford 2023 model year Fords available right now on the lot in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Gary Ashton, your dream address without the stress. That's what they offer to you. With the Intel Edge you need to succeed, go to GaryAshton.com. All right, so let's start with what happened before I talk about what you know. Um, Brooke Parsons says, Buck, you can't use the same outro with J-Rob chucking the deuces based on circumstances, right? No, in fact, I can't. Today's the last day that we can use that um, because it's never, it's never been more prescient than it is right now. But that's what happened today. John got fired. And uh, the circumstances of which was a build. Was A.J. Brown and the way that the roster looked in Philadelphia the tipping point? Yes, but it was not the reason that, not the sole reason that he got fired. A.J. helped get him fired. The Philadelphia Eagles helped get him fired. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills helped John Robinson get get fired. The offensive line helped John Robinson get fired. And, you know, the amount of injury or attrition that he has no control over also contributed to the frustrations and ultimately to his firing. So it's not about one thing, although AJ is obviously a very, very big piece of this. But as to what the organization had to say today about it, Amy Adams-Strunk put out this statement at about 11.30. Since becoming controlling owner in 2015, my goal has been to raise the standard for what is expected in all facets of our organization. I believe we have made significant process both progress both on and off the field through investments in leadership, personnel, and new ideas. This progress includes the core of our business, the football team itself, which is regularly evaluated both by results and team construction slash roster building. I am proud of what we have accomplished in my eight seasons of ownership, but I believe there is more to be done and higher aspirations to be met. I want to thank John for his dedicated work to set this organization on an upward trajectory, and I wish him and his family the best. So that uh, second-to-last sentence, higher aspirations to be met, means that she's not satisfied with beating the shit out of the Jags, the Texans, a bad Colts team, and a bunch of other teams that you should be, and losing to all the teams that actually matter in the large, in the grand scheme of things. Because this team is clearly in a state of decay roster-wise, right? And the coaching staff has done well to cover that up. 
Now, with the uh, with the circumstances, with the circumstances for the Tennessee Titans and Amy Adams Strunk specifically, it is an interesting timing for the firing, right? And I think that's kind of the biggest question around all of this. I I expected I didn't necessarily think John Robinson was going to be safe, and in fact, I'm going to tell you how I got tipped off to the firing last night um, that did come about this morning here in just a second. But I want to start with your Two Rivers Ford take. Was firing John Robinson right now the right or wrong decision? I'm talking about in week 14, ahead of a postseason, you're getting ready to win the division, you're in the middle of what would be a seventh consecutive winning season under John, something to consider. Is the decision to fire him right now right or wrong? We will discuss at length here in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. It's your Two Rivers Ford take, and it is, as always, presented by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best car buying experience possible. 2023 model year Fords available right now on the dealership for you to go through, for you to test drive, for you to enjoy. Two Rivers Ford always makes the car buying process fast, easy, and fun, and you will be no different than any other of their customers who have experienced their award-winning customer service. I loved buying my car from Two Rivers, and I loved everything that went into it, which is not something that many of us can say, that you enjoyed the car buying process. That's what Two Rivers Ford has done for nearly 40 years in Middle Tennessee, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, or online at tworiversford.com. So, as we look at the situation for John Robinson and his firing specifically now, Is it the right or wrong decision to let the general manager of the football team go in the middle of week 14? Uh, Here's what I'll say. Brent Ray says, right. Um, Square Up says, yes, we know what is going to happen in the playoffs. Having more time for interviews is nice. Grateful, but time to move on. That's a very rational response. Tim Park, yes. Why wait? Be the first team looking for a new general manager. His hiring, or his firing rather, has no effect on the current players' abilities or mindset. Do not hire in-house. They will be J-Rob 2.0. You have no basis for that assessment, Andrew. Um, And it is far more likely that the hire comes in-house as opposed to externally. I don't expect that to be the case at all. Uh, Bork Borkington says he read my article. I know this was the right time. And that's why I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree that this was the right time. I'm not inclined to agree. I do agree that this was the right time to fire John Robinson for a variety of reasons. Um, and I listed this out in the article. You can always read the stuff that I write at a to zsports.com. And I included a few more nuggets in there as far as specific disagreements on personnel that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have had, according to sources that I talked to. So with John, they have had six consecutive winning seasons. They are in the middle of the seventh. They're going to win the division in all likelihood for three consecutive years. That's not something that's been done in franchise history. But the reality of the situation is that a lot of the flubs, John did well to build them up to a point and everything since then to try and sustain this thing. The miscalculations have really put this team, this current team in a state of decay. So the last three off seasons and, and Mike, uh, Mike Herndon did well to list this out. I'll go through Mike's tweet for you and you can always follow Mike at Mike miracles on Twitter because my, you know, I, I think that Mike Mike word vomits on Twitter better than anybody and faster than anybody I know, truly. It's a really, really impressive thing. 
Um, and I wish that I had that I had Mike's ability to do so. But this is the list of transactions for John Robinson over the last three seasons that have gone wrong. There have some that have been right, but this is why the team looks the way that it does right now. You drafted Isaiah Wilson in the first round. Darrington Evans with a third-round pick. Caleb Farley the next year, 22nd overall. Dylan Radens, a second-round pick. Four players who would be considered a bust with high-round draft picks right out the gate. You then traded a second and a fourth for washed Julio Jones, which was one of the personnel decisions that Mike Vrabel disagreed with John Robinson on, according to people that I talked to. You traded A.J. Brown away. Bud Dupree got a massive contract and obviously has not paid full dividends just yet. Clowney and Beasley did sign contracts that were much shorter term, but basically were like lighting almost $22 million on fire between the two of them. They cut Roger Saffold, which I think was the right decision, but they didn't have an adequate replacement on the roster. And that, you know, that goes beyond previous misses on guys like Kevin Dodd. We're talking just in the last three seasons since they went to the AFC Championship game. Because I really think that is based on the evaluation. Not the not into seven seasons of John Robinson, but what have they done since? They've made the playoffs. They've been in games. They've gotten a lot out of a, a roster that probably isn't as good as the coaching staff makes it. It was the right decision, the absolutely correct decision to fire John Robinson at this time um, because that all of that combined with the fact of there's no sense in waiting. If you know what's going to happen, do it now. Be done with it. Let him move on and you move on and go about your lives. I thought that was the best part of this for me, that they didn't wait, that they didn't do like Brian Harson right, at Auburn, for those of you who are SEC football fans, where that this dude, I mean, he got fired in the middle of the season, but they knew he was probably getting fired before the season even started. And they, yet for some reason they let him ride out like five or six games, I think even more than five or six games. Either way, uh, the reported details on this is that it's a, it's a strong message from ownership. Um, and certainly something that, uh, certainly something that I know a lot of fans can identify with. Well, Andrew, just back in February, the Titans gave long-term contract extensions to both Coach Mike Vrabel and their general manager, John Robinson. Just 10 months later, Robinson is out as GM, and Ryan Cowden, a longtime executive and scout who's been with the organization, takes over on an interim basis. My understanding is what was communicated to Robinson was that ownership was not happy about the direction of the roster that he had assembled, even though... At this point, as you mentioned, the Titans are 7-5, and five and they've got a more than three-game lead in the AFC South division. Certainly, as you look through Robinson's drafts, he's had some big hits. He drafted Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. He drafted Harold Landry. He also had some high-profile misses, including the likes of Isaiah Wilson and most recently Caleb Farley, who has struggled to be on the field. If you go back about a month or so ago, Mike Vrabel spoke in a press conference and was asked about the offense, and he said, if you haven't figured it out yet, this is how we're going to have to play. That was a sign that there was frustration about what they lacked at the wide receiver position, in particular on that offense. Of course, the trade of A.J. Brown back in April to the Eagles did net them a promising young receiver in Traylon Burks, but he too has had some injury issues and has not stayed on the field just two days after that game, and A.J. Brown having more touchdowns and receptions and receiving yards that all the Titans wide receivers combined. The guy who drafted him and traded him, John Robinson, is out in Tennessee. So that's 
Uh, that's some more reporting uh, from Tom Pelissero. Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport, by the way, broke the news to their credit. Um, and at this point, you know, for the Tennessee Titans, it is the correct decision. And he kind of outlined some of the stuff that built up here, right? How did we get here? Because I'm going to give you guys some details on that here in just a second, um, as well as uh, when I found out that John Robinson was, it was in consideration that he be fired sooner rather than later. Uh, we'll do that right after I remind you that AZ Sports Prime Time is presented by Superbook Sports. The best place to wager, no matter what season it is, is Superbook Sports. Download the app today. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. They have the best odds boosts and promo bets of any sportsbook app out there. They also provide you the opportunity to take the fight to Vegas this football season. No people from across the pond setting lines for American sports, just the best group of odds makers on the strip in Las Vegas at the main Superbook. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. So download the app today. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1 800 889 9789. So, how, did, how else did we get here? Well, Pelissero laid that out a little bit, right? You start, you obviously have the AJ trade, which is a big story this offseason and in fact for those of you who read my post game column from Philadelphia uh, on uh, late Sunday night when I posted that I wrote that among the most fireable offenses in the NFL this year giving Russell Wilson 250 million dollars trading for Matt Ryan and somebody did get fired for that and trading AJ Brown trading for Matt Ryan and trading away AJ Brown those are the three fireable offenses in the NFL this year Two of those offenses have already cost people jobs. Frank Reich and now John Robinson. Somebody's probably getting fired with the Broncos by the end of the year, and they'll have to continue to live with the albatross that is the Russell Wilson deal. So those are the three, and two of them have already cost people jobs. And I wrote that on on Sunday night in the in the press box in Philadelphia thinking, you know, I imagine he makes it to the end of the season, but this is for the first time he's in real danger. Like he's in, he's in real jeopardy of losing his job because of the way that this thing looks. They look inept. They look, they look helpless, frankly. And there's not, there's not a solution, a clear and obvious solution that lies out there. So then after I write that column, I fly home on Monday morning and, uh, you know, I go through my day, I do the radio show. I got a lot of texts from people in the organization, as a matter of fact. Uh, about the idea, about the kind of things that I was talking about, and I looked at the uh, I looked at the situation. I said, "Okay, let me let me start talking to some people around the league to see if this thing's got actual legs or not." And so I got into a couple of different conversations, and I will uh, I will read uh, I will read a portion of this for you from a from a league uh, from a conversation that I had with someone very very credible in the league uh, about how it is that John Robinson or what it is, basically. So I got a text that said, John needs to go. The AJ thing was in their base, their faces badly. When you play average teams, you can win. But yesterday, talking about Sunday, their lack of roster stuck out so badly. I feel bad because he's nice and has a family, but bye. And then, you know, uh, I woke up today. I went to do my radio show. And in the middle of the radio show, John Robinson got fired. And turns out the person, that specific person that I was talking to last night, knew something was coming. And, you know, I I looked around, uh, I looked around and and 
you know, I started to, t- I started getting calls from, uh, from, from players, from people within the organization, from people around the league about this while I was trying to do a live radio show and also track down details because, you know, there's a million different things going on and today's been a shit show either way. But, um, at, when I, when I got that text last night, I, I really started to think, shit, he, he might get fired and sooner rather than later. And the comments from Mike all year long, not actively encouraging it, but kind of messaging, hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing, we're doing what we can collectively. The players are doing what they can. The coaches are doing what they can. It's just, you know, it's the, the whole crossroads conversation. We got to decide how we're going to attack this thing mentally, basically. Yeah, because mentally is the only way that they can attack it. Not, not, not kill themselves mentally. Be like, okay, we got to build ourselves back up. We got to go win a football game in the division on Sunday. You, you don't hear Mike talk that way. And it goes back to things like the quote given to Ed Warder, right? When before the Kansas City game, Ed Warder from ESPN talked to Rabel, tweeted a you know tweeted that he'd asked Mike a question about why do you run Derrick Henry so much? Are you concerned about the volume? And Mike's quote was, "Who the bleep would we throw it to?" Right? <laughs> this has been coming for some time. And you know, I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about I'm not going to do that show tonight uh, about what this means for Todd Downing, but I will tell you that it is incredibly telling of who just won the power struggle, that John Robinson is gone before Todd Downing is with a DUI on his record. Think about that. A to Z Sports Primetime uh, presented, uh, or rather from the Superbook Sports Studios. Uh, we've got more details. And again, I, you can read specifically. Uh, you can read specifically about what, uh, what other personnel disagreements that John had. I wrote it in the article tonight. And I'm going to have more reported details for you guys Tomorrow morning, I'm going to try and get that article out. Well, I am going to get that article out before uh, before the boys, uh, Zach and Austin, jump on in the morning. So you guys can discuss that with them as well. Because obviously, I think that, I mean, you know, I think that the I think that the story that I'm going to report for tomorrow morning is going to carry a, a lot of the conversation tomorrow. So uh, let us talk about what they do now. What they do now. Um, Gabriel Ruiz says, Buck, are you going to talk about if Vrabel has a say in this? Well, Vrabel definitely benefits from this. There's no question. Um, maybe not immediately, but long-term because it inherently gives Mike Vrabel more power and the ownership just decided with the coach and the job that the coaching staff is doing over the personnel decisions. Right. And, you know, I'm sure it didn't help that Philadelphia Eagles fans are double middle fingers at the Titans owner's box as A.J. Brown catches a second touchdown on their head, screaming, thank you for A.J. and flipping them all the bird, right, in an open-air press box where you're just going to sit there and eat it from uh, hundreds of thousands, or not hundreds of thousands, but uh, 70,000, uh, 70,000 um, drunk and, and joyous Eagles fans because A.J. Brown plays for their team and not yours anymore. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says, Buck, you did a great job juggling it all during your radio show today. Well, you know, I... Uh, I appreciate that, um, but you know that's my job. Like, it, I it's good to know that I can do my job competently because that is my job. So, I, I that that is you know there's an expectation for the players, there's an expectation for the coaches, there's an expectation for the general manager, there's an expectation for everybody when it comes to their profession. So we're glad that we were able to hold things together. Uh, we're glad that we were able to hold things together. Charles Welbeck says, "Buck, your article cost people their jobs." No, but here's the thing: noise does. People read like anytime a coach or player or or anybody says, well, I don't really read what's out there in the media. That's just not, it's just not true. Like there's too many different outlets. It, it can't be possible. Like if it is, you just not, you're either, you, you don't have social media 
or you're not on your phone, which rules out 90% of the human population on earth right now. It's, it's impossible to avoid all of it, right? Not just Twitter, but news reporting, television, um, radio, you know, you, if you, if you are not keeping abreast of what is being discussed and reported around your team, then you're honestly not doing a good job. And honestly, like I happen to know, and this is, this is common. This is not like super inside information. This is just a part of how football organizations, organizations work. They all get like the organization, all of them. It's a mass email every morning with clips, with, with TV clips, with article articles that were written about the team the previous day, every morning. That's something that's somebody's job within the organization to compile all that and send it out to the entire organization to be informed about how their team is being discussed. So it's, it's, it's no, my article did not cost anybody their jobs. The things that I was writing about cost somebody his job. Not what I wrote, the things that were done that required being written about, being discussed being talked about, asking questions, right, in in press conferences. The actions that led us here cost John Robinson his job. The articles are just the kind of noise that keeps that energy when moves need to be made and forces, I think, a lot of times moves being made. And also, you know, public humiliation by the Eagles fans. I'm sure that didn't didn't help things (laughs) to have that right in your face for for, uh, three hours. All right, so where do the Titans go from here is the question on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Because, you know, not this doesn't really change. And frankly, what message did Amy Adams Strunk send to the organization by firing John Robinson today? Let's talk about that specifically. What message do you think Amy sent in her decision to move on from a guy who I know she likes a great deal and who a lot of people like, by the way? I've I very much enjoyed working with John. Um, but also I can acknowledge that, uh, I can acknowledge to a certain extent, um, that it's never, it's never a personal, uh, it's never a personal thing about it. You can under, like when we talk about Dennis Daly, I don't, I have no personal malice towards Dennis Daly, but he underperforms consistently. And that obviously draws criticism. John has underperformed in his job the last three seasons. I like John personally. I enjoyed working with John. I think John and I have a good working relationship and probably will wherever his next stop is because it's not like the guy's going to be out of football. There's going to be a job for that dude out there somewhere. I'm sure I'll see him at the Combine working for somebody else in February when that time comes around. And I know the relationship will continue to be cordial. But also, it's okay for me to look around and say, the job is not being done and this was the right move. So what message does that send? Because the ownership obviously agrees with many of you and heard many of your, your criticisms and a lot of the uh, uh, analysis uh, and a lot of the analysis that was being done. I think that uh, I think that for the for the Titans organization, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty big deal. Um, obviously, when it comes to this stuff, that an owner would be willing to do something because the precedent for this specifically does not exist. You've seen like Jags fire a gen- general manager, Dave Caldwell. I think got fired in the middle of a season recently. And then whomever, oh, who was the Lions? He was another New England guy. The Lions GM got fired at the same time at Matt, as Matt Patricia did. And I don't remember the Lions GM's name off the top of my head. I think that was after the 2020 or in the 2020 season, in the COVID season. But anyway, winning organizations, not a team en route to their third straight division title and their seventh consecutive winning record. 
you don't see this shit. So Amy just pulled out the big stick and whacked one on the way out the door. So what message does it send? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Right after I remind you that TrueMath Fitness is where you can go to accomplish your fitness goals. TrueMath Fitness has the best workout plans possible. They will put you in a position to achieve, right? To push yourself without overexerting. To push yourself without making you feel uncomfortable. A lot of times, if you're somebody who's trying to work themselves back into shape, I was one of these people, down 37 pounds now, shout out TrueMath Fitness, because of the plan that they specifically had for me, right? Because they are aware that I'm physically different from somebody else that I'm in a workout class with. That's why they offer group classes as well as personal training and the open gym for you to be able to work out as you see fit. True Math Fitness is going to help you reach your goals, and they have a variety of different ways to do it. So get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at truemathfitness.com or check out any of their great membership options today. So what message does it send um, about the organization, about uh, – about the organization and uh, and what this means moving forward. John Bob says, uh, d- write you know the the article getting traction on John Robinson's firing. Um, write an article about Downing. Then, well, if you if you read my article that I wrote earlier, you know this is a good thing for Todd Downing and not a bad thing for Todd Downing. Um, and I'll uh, I'll talk I'll talk to you guys more about why I think that specifically. Well, you can read it or you can wait until tomorrow because I gotta I gotta I gotta spread some of this stuff out, guys. I got. To- I got too many things I got to do. I got podcasts. I got radio. I got this. I got, I got articles. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta save some things for somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there is some good information in there that I think you guys will enjoy now. Uh, or maybe not enjoy if you're somebody who doesn't want Todd Downing here anymore, which I imagine is the vast majority of you. The message that it sends though, Amy wants to win. Uh, says Ramad, I need some good news uh, tonight, says Out the Crib Customs. Well, I mean, you know, you may think this is good news. You may not. I don't know what to tell you. It's the news, so we're going to talk about it. Not really interested in good news or bad news. I'm just out here doing the news, or at least the sports news, which is the less serious version of the news. Uh, that Schefter thing about Miss Amy not being formed is interesting, says Puka. Yes, there was a clip from NFL Live, I believe, earlier, where... Schefter had reported on television that there had been several moments, not specific to the AJ thing, but there are several moments where ownership felt they should have been more involved and were not involved in a, in a way to their satisfaction, um, which may or may not include the AJ deal. Because remember, John got the extension in February, as did Vrabel, and then they traded AJ in April. So got the four-year extension on their current deal, and by the way, they're going to pay him for four more years. So it's just as big a financial mistake. It's Amy Adams Strunk did a bad deal the way that John Robinson has done a couple of bad deals. Um, had done a couple, done a lot of good deals too, to John's credit. I I really do think that that guy should be appreciated for the work that he did. But obviously, the work that he's done since then has tailed off in ways that warranted his firing, um, according to the organization. So what message does it send? Well, I talked about this on radio today, and I'll see if you agree with me. The message that it sends is that nobody is or should be safe, no matter how much you've done for the organization in the past. We're obviously going to spend a great deal more time talking about that across the 104.5 The Zone today. Let's go to Donna calling us from Dallas up next. Hey, Donna. Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. 
Well, J-Rob, the gangster, got gangster by Amy, and I'm here for it. Um, I'm thinking that the best thing about this is um, it was an embarrassment last week, but I think what they're saying is, yeah, the fans might have checked out, but the team hasn't. And she enjoyed the relationship between Robinson and Vrabel, but you got to pick a star, and the star is Vrabel. And she's putting everything behind him. I mean, I think she's saying, you know, yeah, we've been the best of the bums in our division, but where are we going with this? And we weren't going to go anywhere with the GM, but we will go somewhere with the coach. So I think it's a total philosophy and a business change. That's why he's gone. That's why the timing is now, because the players still believe they can do something. We don't as fans because we saw nothing but a lackluster performance. But they believe they can, so why not now? It's an incredibly insightful call. Thank you very much for it, Don. Right at 60 seconds. Six, what, she, listen, she's clearly a pro. Like she, go, what, what, the best of the bums is what she called that <laughs> in the division. What a great call. I, uh, like I said, I agree with the decision. And here's the thing. Like, John Robinson had six straight winning seasons and was told that's not good enough. And I love that if I am a Titans fan. Hell, I love that as just a philosophical approach. Yes, winning your division is not sufficient. You have to compete. You have to win playoff games. You have to con- It's not just, oh, they backdoored their way into the number one overall seed. No, you earned it because you are the superior team. You've been one of the most successful in the NFL under this current administration. But now the administration has gone a bit stale, and it's not on the fault of the coach. So Donna in Dallas killed it. I hope that's her real name, by the way. Obviously, you know we get you know we get funny callers from all over the place, like uh, like uh, oh, who's a good one um, that comes to mind? Wildcat in in Mount Juliet, or uh, there's there's just a bunch of random. I, I can't think of good ones right now off the top of my head. Sports radio callers are the best, but Donna in Dallas killed it, right? And you know I agree with the assessment. Do your job or move or move on. And the job wasn't being done to the ownership's satisfaction. And so they moved on for the general manager. Now they moved on at a, at a pretty interesting time, but moved on nonetheless. And this is something that, uh, this is something that is going to continue. This is something that's going to continue to be a theme. And honestly, is going to wake a lot of people up. Sometimes you got to shake some things up to get the results that you're looking for. It's not going to change how much better the roster gets. Because here's the thing. Ryan Cowden, who's now taking over. By the way, Ryan Cowden is very highly thought of in the league. He's been interviewed in a couple of different off-seasons for general manager jobs. Hasn't gotten one yet, which, you know, and he's been here since John got here. So you can look at that and say, well, he's just as involved in personnel decisions. Why should that be a guy? But I will tell you that organizations around the NFL think very, very highly of the individual who is now your interim GM. And that would be an internal candidate. And a guy who I know, um, I know, I know Ryan Cowden would do a good job. I know, or my, and Monty Ossenfort, frankly, I think both of those dudes who are currently on the Titans front office staff, uh, have been GM candidates before and have been waiting for opportunities, been interviewing for opportunities. And now one has just, you know, it's probably an unfortunate circumstance. I'm sure they're not happy about it. Cause I know John and them are close, but now an opportunity arises for them to be able to capitalize and not have to pick up and move everything, which is a big deal. Now, what they do in the interim, I mean, the problems are still the same, right? The offensive line is ass. 
There are not many, there are not left tackles that are better out there on the market, although you'll hear an interesting situation that was posed today by John Glennon on Blaine and Mickey, um, who is the uh, who also does a show on the radio station that I do my show for. But uh what I what I will say to you is that Ryan Cowden did make some moves today, right? And uh and there will be continued moves that come that will be in the shape of how Ryan Cowden sees this roster as opposed to John Robinson. And I think that the problems will largely remain the same because we are not in a position where they can make meaningful moves. We're past the trade deadline. The free agent pool on December the 6th is trash. Like there's, there are not good options, good, better options really out there to have to start over. Now, maybe they do something for the sake of doing something. And we'll talk about that when we get to a gone viral video. But right now, I think Ryan Cowden has posed largely with the same problems that, um, with the same problems that, uh, John Robinson was, even though John's decision-making is why they ended up with the problems that they currently have. I don't think that Cowden is going to be able to find a solution, a good solution for any number of their great problems, uh, any number of their big problems uh, right now um, at this point. Who is protecting Todd Downing right now? Vrabel or J-Rob? Does Kelly take over? Did, I mean, did you guys not listen to me when I said, did, are you not aware of who got fired before whom? John Robinson got fired before, like the obsession with Todd Downing. Guys, I'm not doing the Shane Bowen thing with you all over again because if if you'd have gotten in your way, a future head coaching candidate as your defensive coordinator would have been fired in 2020 because the player sucked ass. Like, I, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that, to, I'm not doing the Todd Downing thing again. It's just such a, it's not the point, but there is no scenario in which John Robinson getting fired before Todd Downing is bad for the future of Todd Downing. Because it's an acknowledgement that, yeah, the personnel stinks, not the coaching. Wasn't that the line? After the the first Cincinnati loss, the first Cincinnati loss that then started a three-game losing streak to Joe Burrow, no team has a three-game winning streak over Mike Rabel's Titans except the Bengals. After that game, Big Beasley got cut the next day. Jonathan Joseph got cut the next day. And the Zoom press conference that we were in with Mike Vrabel, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the exact quote, but what Mike said to us is, yeah, we know it's not the coaching. We know it's not the coaching. And what the organization is telling you, yeah, it's not the coaching. Players suck. <laughs> so how you guys are drawing a connection between this and Todd Downing getting fired, I mean, again, I'm read the article that I wrote. There is more context there for you. I can't, I can't give you everything all at once, all the time. Goodness. All right. Let's uh let's talk about a uh, let's talk about a gone viral video that specifically relates to the uh, that specifically relates to the Titan relates to the Titans offensive line situation. And the question that I will ask you is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. If you were the new Titans GM, what would be your first move? We will discuss this at length together. You'll hear a clip from my colleagues Blaine Bishop and Mickey Ryan on their radio show here in just a second. But what would be your first move if you were the new Titans GM? Give me your response. In the meantime, I will tell you that the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage will get you the Intel Edge you need to succeed. The Intel Edge will help you find your next home while you sell your current one. Help you sell your home for more while the market's still hot. Help you find your dream address without the stress in as easy a way as humanly possible. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage always gives you the Intel Edge you need to succeed. So go to GaryAshton.com. 
to work with the best real estate agent in the business, not just because he's my real estate agent, but because he's the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators and for so many others for a reason. The number one REMAX team in the world can be found at GaryAshton.com. So what would be your first move as the Titans general manager? Let, uh, let us discuss uh, let us discuss at length on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Um, for me, I would I would churn the left tackle position. I'm not saying I would replace Dennis Daly right out the gate, but I would I would find ways. I would find different players than are currently on the roster. Anybody just to try it, right? Because if nothing else, you look around and say, okay, hey guys, I tried. And turns out there's not shit else out there, right? Uh, turns out that they, the left tackle options on December the 6th on the free agent market or on other teams' practice squads, probably not good players if they're still you know, unemployed or on a team's practice squad. Now, Dennis Daly is among the worst left tackles that I've ever seen play the position. I mean, he is truly, truly bad. And you know what? That guy cost a fifth-round pick, and he was going to get cut anyway, which also, in retrospect, probably not a great decision to trade a fifth-round pick for a guy who's going to end up on the market. But uh, I think that uh, I think that the uh, the situation for the uh, oh, Beverly's asking where the articles are written. A to Z sports.com, Beverly. What do you mean? It's it's uh, well, you know, maybe maybe you guys don't know if you're on Facebook Live that A to Z Sports is also a very very highly successful uh, news and uh, and entertainment website. So you can go to a to Z sports.com, read all the articles that I write, and uh, all the articles that all all the other very talented writers who work for A to Z Sports do produce. Um, looking at the, uh, looking at the situation for the Titans, I would, I would churn, um, the left tackle position because they have found 16 different defensive backs to play for this team this year. Now it took them 16 different guys to land on some dudes who worked, but there was a more heavy churn there than there was at the left tackle position. Now I'm not, I, it may, they may still come out and look like hell and they may try somebody off at left tackle and it may be worse, right? That's entirely possible. As bad as Dennis Daly is it could get worse. It could get worse. I know you think it couldn't, but it absolutely could. But I think for, for nothing more than optics, do something at the left tackle position. So if nothing else, you satisfy the bloodthirsty screams that are, you know, currently existing in the, uh, in the primetime shows chat that exist on my phone lines. When I do the radio show that exist on my phone, every time I get a tweet or a text from anybody who gives a shit about this football team, guys, I, I tweeted a, no, I didn't tweet, but I quote tweeted a clip and I can't remember the account that had the film. Oh, it's, I, I want to give proper credit and I apologize for not doing so. I'm pretty sure it was one of the guy at Broadway sports. And I know that there's a lot of them, but um, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So there's a clip of Dennis Daly getting just absolutely blocked into Aaron Brewer um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And obviously Dennis Daly had a terrible game again. Both him and Aaron Brewer allowed nine total pressures on the left side of the offensive line. Ryan Tannehill was sacked five times, a great majority of that pressure, obviously coming from the left side. So I quote tweeted a clip on Saturday night of Dennis Daly, on Friday night of Dennis Daly, getting absolutely dummied. And then I went out. I went out. I had a, I had a date. I went out. I got some drinks, went to a couple different bars, and three different times, people came up to me in the bar, you know, people that listen to the radio show, people that listen to primetime show, people that follow me on Twitter or whatever, three people, three different people at two different bars came up to me and said, and wanted to talk about the offensive line. I'm like, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, it's one 30 in the morning. I am, I am six 
tequila drinks in. You want to talk to me about the offensive line right now? And they were, I mean, they were even more passionate because I assume they had been drinking also. But, uh, I mean, the offensive line is the thing that is the greatest source of frustration right now. And AJ, yes, AJ is a big thing, but AJ is not the reason that they cannot accomplish anything on the offensive side of the football. They can accomplish nothing, nothing of consequence with the offensive line is currently constructed. And that, I think, is the move that I would make first and foremost, just something to give people the satisfaction of knowing, hey, you know what? We tried. That was something that our buddy John Glennon of Sports Illustrated intimated to uh, my friends Blaine and Mickey earlier this week. Aren't, aren't they at a spot where, hey, g- give it a shot. You know, a guy like, like a Daryl Williams, uh, you know, is, is out there. And, you know, he's a guy, you know, seven-year vet. He played in 90 games. He started oh. – you know, 17 for the Bills last year, I think, at both tackle and, and guard. And, okay. You know, I mean, do you do you call him up? Do you, do you bring him in for a tryout? Who knows? Maybe the Titans already have. I, I You know, we don't know that for sure. But, um, you know, to me, just running Dennis Daly out there, you know, week after week after week when he was probably going to be like a, a second or third string guy there in the first place, you know, seems a little bit uh, nuts. So at this point, um, at this point, try something, try something on the offensive line. MB says, why ask the question if answers aren't going to get read? MB, you know, respectfully, not to sound like an asshole, but you see how many people are in here tonight? You see how many comments I'm working with? Don't like the last thing, the last thing that I have patience for is people getting butthurt because I can't get to literally every single comment. Guys, I'm trying. There's a lot of you. (laughs) Okay. And by the way, grateful that there's a lot of you. Always grateful to have you guys. And MB, you know this. Um, I'm not, I'm not singling that comment out just because I happen to see it. And I'm like, I, you know, bleep you like, honestly, like, let's not, let's not, let's not be children about this. Obviously there's a lot of people commenting and I'm not going to read all of them because it would bog the show down, but I do appreciate you commenting the way that you guys do. Um, what's wrong with Tannehill says, uh, says, Oh, as soon as I said that, I scrolled by, right by it. Wrecked says, what's wrong with Tannehill? What's wrong with Tannehill? He's on his ass for 70% of the game. I, I don't know if I can if there's a way that I can put this picture up on the screen without derailing everything that's going on right now, but I think that I have it easily available, so I'm certainly going to try. Um, the picture is of a no, I'm gonna have to airdrop it to uh, to my laptop so that I can put this up for you guys. You want to know what's wrong with Ryan Tannehill? I'm gonna show you exactly what's going wrong with Ryan Tannehill, and then you can tell me for yourself if you think that the offensive line is not the first thing that you would do uh, to try and rectify anything, just a Hail Mary situation, to try and rectify the situation with this Titans offensive line. Um, I think that uh, I think that a lot of you are going to look at this and say, oh, yes, you know what? That does make sense, that this is something uh, for Ryan Tannehill that would, uh, would be difficult. It would be problematic. It would be difficult to manage. And for some reason, now my airdrop refuses to work, which is unfortunate. I'll, uh, yeah. This picture does not want to does not want to comply. Oh, it's the wrong kind of picture. That's why it's being difficult. Why? Why? I, PNGs and JPEGs. Like I don't understand why this is something that that has to uh, that has to cause me problems. But maybe this will work, and I will be able to effectively. Nope, it's not going to work. Bleep me. All right, it's a picture of Ryan Tannehill screaming in pain as uh, Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham plant him on his ass. So uh, I I what well, you know what. Let's make this simple. I'm just going to put it up on my phone because now I've oversold it and now I feel like it has to be shown 
for all of you to look at that. Look at that quarterback. Does he look like he's having a good time to you? Does that look like an enjoyable process? That's something that my good friend George Walker at the Tennessee captured in the midst of the Eagles sacking that player five times. Do you see his face? Do you see the face that he's making? I hope that's not too blurry for everybody. That face looks like somebody who is getting literally his guts wrenched out. Okay? Like that is what Ryan... Ta- What's wrong with Ryan Tannehill? That. That thing. That 300-pound rage monster landing and rolling around on his ankle that's already hurt because his offensive line is trash. That's what's wrong with the quarterback. I'm sorry it took us so long to get there. I could have just held the phone up earlier. But, you know, like I said, there's a lot of shit going on tonight. <laughs> so, what would the first move be? Uh, the first move made be? Well, the first move made would be to... Uh, would be to try and do something on the offensive line because obviously that is the biggest issue going on here. Uh, B. French says, Buck, were you hanging out with your buddy Todd while drinking tequila? No. No, I, I, uh, no that is not something that happened. And by the way, um, you know, I'm sure Todd will in the future, but I always Uber. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm sure as hell not going to put myself in that position, uh, especially with how reckless it can be. Just a reminder, you have a producer to help. Yeah, but I it was on my phone. Like, I thought I could do it, Reed. I thought I could do it. What, are you enjoying the fact that I failed miserably and that you probably could have done it better? You can't see him, but he's shaking his, he's shaking his head vigorously in agreement that he's enjoying watching me flounder around, looking how to figure, trying to figure out how to airdrop shit onto my phone or from my phone. Anyway, so here's the deal, okay? Um... I think that, uh, I think that, oh, Miro says almost 500 people on YouTube and not even 10 likes. Guys, what the bleep? Like the stand video. Are you kidding me? You better like this video before. I, I'm not going to read every one of your comments, but I've read more than 10. That much I expect. Thank you, Miro, for uh, galvanizing people to the cause. More likes on the video. Absolutely. Right this second. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you, okay? Because there's a lot more detail on this that has to be fleshed out. And we only have so much time to do it. So tomorrow on the radio show, I'm going to give you, well, before A to Z Sports in the morning comes out, like with Austin and Zach around 8 a.m., right? I know a lot of you guys, not everybody's schedule is the same, but a lot of you guys also watch the morning show um, with uh, with Austin and Zach. So before Austin and Zach's show starts tomorrow, I'm going to have more details on things that went on behind the scenes for John Robinson's firing. And you'll be able to discuss that. We'll discuss it then on the radio show as well. And then tomorrow night, I'm going to tell you what it means for not just Mike Vrabel, but for Todd Downing specifically on primetime that John got fired first. So we'll talk about that. I know, I know nobody wants to wait. I know everybody wants, you know, everything all at once right away, but it just, it can't work that way. And also I've got, I've got some, I got to do some legitimate more work on, on the story that's going to come out tomorrow morning. So look forward to that. You'll see it at a to z sports.com. Austin and Zach will talk about it. I'll talk to you on the radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Have a great rest of your night. And just know that I am going to be out here busting my ass to make sure that every one of you gets as much of the news as you desire as humanly possible in an informed and and intellectually stimulating way. And if I happen to read a few more comments in between, uh, you know, I'm happy to do that too. Uh, So for the last time, because it's the last time that it's going to be relevant, we're going to say... Peace out to the GM. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, that's it. Peace out by the GM. <laughs> <laughs>